0: I know things you never see. You never see someone taking a shit while running at full speed. Come on, Keith. Get rid of some of them turds in the shitbox. Welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast with me, Rab himself. So welcome to Bathroom Break Podcast. I'm Rab himself, and today's guest is Tommy Avaloni. He's a filmmaker, documentary filmmaker, also has made um, some feature films, and uh, and he just visited Dirty, the world, the worst <laughs> gay bar in Austin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thanks for coming on, man. It's it's a really a shirt that fits well. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. all I'm really interested in right now. In all senses of the word. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. So we. Yeah, so I started this uh, bathroom break podcast thing just to kind of bullshit with some of my friends, okay. my creative friends, and uh, and I'm psyched to have you on. Um, just wanted to hear a bit about like the filmmaking process because sure. you have a you have a bunch of films to your credit now, and uh, and and I was able to kind of help on a little bit on, yeah. on one of them, um, and I I met you on like. a – Actually, when we met, we met at, at like, the Danny Bonaduce birthday bash or something. And I remember, like... As soon as it started, he walked in and punched somebody in the head or something. And, <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is gnarly. Because yeah. <laughs> that dude was like a loose cannon. I, I don't know what he's doing now. I think probably radio or something. Yeah, like. yeah. Uh, so I worked with Danny Bonducci in Philadelphia,
1: 94 YSP, for any Philadelphia listeners out there. Yeah. But yeah, he, he was, Danny's actually a really good guy. You know, like uh, yeah, yeah. we would talk about TV because like, you know, breaking Bonducci was uh, huge.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, someone just was tested him that day and he punched him so. <laughs> well he cause he was like a workout dude, right? He, yeah. Like he was all like royed up a little bit. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> and uh I just feel like he like he can't he walked in and it was just like, Happy birthday to Dad. he's like Boom! Just punching <laughs> somebody in the head. I was like, "Damn, this dude's wild, man!" But uh, but those were the days. I think when uh, you can punch someone in the face, yeah, you could get away <laughs> with it, you know. And they deserved it. And now, yeah, now these days people deserve it a lot more, and you're not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, it was funny because he he was. I remember he had like that uh, reality show, and he was kind of crazy on that show. Yeah. Breaking but, Bonducci. Yeah. But you know, I've done reality T V myself, so I don't know how much of that was really True. played up for the for the show. Right. Or if it was real, you know. Um but, yeah, but when I saw it in person, he just, like, punched some dude right away. I was like, damn, don't mess with that guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I
1: think there was, like, this weird thing because he was doing a lot of that celebrity boxing in the Philadelphia oh, okay. area. And so I, that's what that was. <laughs> I think it might have been a work of
0: some kind, you know? So, oh, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's like, yeah, let's just set this up and it'll you know, cause a fucking shitstorm. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was funny. So that, no, that was a fun night. Because you were filming something there,
1: right? Like, because it was Atlantic City. Yeah. It was his fiftieth birthday party. It was a radio station celebration, but you were there for different reasons, right?
0: Yeah, um, we. I think at the time we were filming this like little like TV show, Sizzle. Okay. And the idea was like that, um, me and a bunch of like. The hooligans would would go travel around trying to find like the best band yeah Um, and we were gonna do this huge battle of bands at Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and we had Sony behind us and they were gonna sign the band and and uh, we were pitching that to MTV and VH1 but they didn't do music anymore okay so we went to fuse and fuse was real interested so we were kind of shooting like a little um, you know presentation for it and uh, it, it never got picked up, but it was a bunch of like maniacs, like my buddy Mitchells is tattoo artist. And uh, he was on it. This other dude, Big Dirty, uh, Lord Bataro from the CKY stuff. Okay. And then Colt Darling, uh, which is our, our buddy Kirk Gardner. And uh, and so yeah, we were. He is. The, he's the one with the mustache, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a beautiful mustache. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so funny because like that's what he's remembered. Like because way back, you know, when when I mean, some people were wearing mustaches then, but now it's like you yeah, know, everybody. But. Um, when he had it like our one friend was like oh who's that guy stash so they just called him Stash. <laughs> all the time, so he was known as that but how did like did i
1: just give you my card and was like hey i make movies too yeah i think yeah. so well
0: i think because you you knew ryan yeah like um yeah. i'm not sure when you guys made uh living will I, yeah i was just this. Oh, sorry i was just an associate producer
1: on that one but yeah. um We, I produced him in this movie, booted that never came out. Oh yeah, because I I actually
0: I came over and did a yes bit, and I think that's what happened. Like, I think I met you, and then you like gave me your card. We're like, yo, I'm making this movie, come do a part in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. And then I came over and did I did this little part. Uh With Yuki Washington. Yuki Washington. <laughs> that guy's like so tall. Yeah. And I remember they were like, Oh, get an apple box for Rab. And they're like, Oh, get another apple box. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we have enough apple boxes. And it was like, Can you get his head in the same frame as the <laughs> yeah. other dude? And uh, he is the nicest guy oh, in the yeah. world, dude. Yeah. That guy that that guy was awesome. Yeah, C B S uh I guess, you know.
1: Philadelphia anchor uh, yeah. would be the way to explain him, but he's a great dude. Dude, that he's guy was like, cool. He, he always goes, my man. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah. I had lunch with him one time, and everyone was
0: saying hi to him. He's like, I'll see you in the morning. Yeah, Cause yeah. He's like, because he's on the morning. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, he, he was super nice, and it was funny because, like, you know, I had done probably a couple little indie films at that sure. point. Like, you know, I had been in front of the camera for all those yeah. years, but uh, just doing, like, an acting part, it was funny because like, you know, I did that like little scene with him and uh, and that dude was awesome. Yeah. Like he, it was like immediately like just nailed it every single time. Like the same exact way. I was like, God, that guy's an editor's dream. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's just like, how was that? It was that okay. I'm like, uh, that was perfect. I couldn't even tell the difference between the last, one. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. uh, and so it was, but it was cool. It was, it yeah. was, it was fun to share the screen with Yuki Washington. Yeah. It's a shame that movie will never come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's so funny, um, you know, like the process of yeah. making a movie and and how there are so many that it will like never see the light of day. Yeah. And it's crazy because of how much energy and effort you put into it, and then it just kind of dies halfway through the the process. Dude, we had Alan Ruck from like Ferris Bueller in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had
1: you, Ryan, Mark Summers from Double Dare. Yeah. I, I can't even remember. There was a couple other people that we had in there, but Jim the De- <laughs> Jim the Evil Neidhart from WWF. Oh heck yeah,
0: <laughs> dude! You love the WWF, oh, which yeah. is so cool. Yeah. Like, cause, cause I have like a, a soft spot for that from when I was a kid. Yeah. Like I was a Hulkamaniac. Yeah, there you know? go. Who and, wasn't? Like, yeah, and and just uh, and I love Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Okay. And, you know, and like and and obviously Ultimate Warrior, but like, but it was just fun to see obviously. like how much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I doesn't mean, love like. Hur! I love when he just said and he'd sit there doing those little like interviews and like, and he would go off on some weird thing and I'm like maybe I need to take LSD to figure <laughs> out what he's talking about but yeah
1: we, we try to put a wrestler in every single one of our movies and, yeah. yeah it's it's becoming harder and harder when you're doing documentaries but like uh, yeah
0: it's, uh, it's well, fun well that brings up like a good idea of uh, Mick Foley in, yeah. in your movie I Am Santa Claus yeah um, so how did that like come about well we had I would mean, we just finished. Pr- so, okay. So at the time, we
1: were like making like a bunch of stuff, you know, like. Yeah we had produced uh, this movie called Miss December uh, that you were in for like a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I was a bar patron. Yeah, and but somehow <laughs> on INDB, you're like the top person. <laughs> like, yeah, whenever yeah. people talk about they're like, Miss December,
0: or, you know, uh, Tom
1: Godfrey, uh, Chris Rabb, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, how that work I out? think
0: I was standing in the hallway behind somebody yeah, in yeah. one of the scenes. Like, you barely don't see you.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, and then uh, this other movie, Mancation, but our movie miss december was playing at this i'm gonna give you a long answer if that's okay yeah that's
0: what we've got plenty
1: of time <laughs> uh, so yeah our movie miss december was playing this fil- uh, film festival in philadelphia and morgan spurlock's movie uh greatest movie ever sold was playing uh so i was i ran into it, we had a mutual friend this guy toothpick he does all our songs for our movies and he did this super sizing theme song i was like oh, i got this great idea for a documentary i always thought I would be a better documentary filmmaker than a scripted one because I'm not good with actors. Like, I don't know how to
0: translate what's in my head (laughs) to other people. Oh, okay. You're like, or I thought it was like that Team America, like, I fucking hate actors. It's just just tough, you know? (laughs) Like,
1: it's like, I mean, you, you do the same thing where it's like, I don't know if I'm, Bad at it, or I just always work with my friends who aren't actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, so.
0: Oh, and so when you work with like a professional,
1: then it, I'm just like used to like act like hang out with my friends, and it's like, why can't you just do this? You know, it's like I'm just not. It's not my good skill set, <laughs> I should say. Why can't you just not suck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. But, yeah. So I had i told him I was like, I have this idea about Santa Claus. He's like, Oh, that'd be a great idea. So we kind of like teamed up with Morgan, but not. Right off the bat, you know, so we started filming this thing, did a Kickstarter. And, and Morgan is the dude that did um Supersize Me, right? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, then, uh, and then one of the car rides to one of the Santas, uh, my one friend was like, you know, uh, Mick Foley, like, really likes Santa Claus. You should talk to him if we're tr- still trying to do, like, every wrestler, like, a new wrestler in every movie. I was like, oh, oh that's, yeah, that's a great idea. So... Uh, my buddy Tommy Dreamer, who's a wrestler, reached out to Mick, and we talked to him. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And, like, he wasn't sure what he wanted to do until he met, like, one of the Santas that we were doing. He's like, I'm in, you know? Yeah. And he bleached his beard white. And uh, his life's kind of different now. Like, he actually,
0: like, grows a beard <laughs> all year round just to be Santa for Christmas. Oh, it's wow. because of the movie. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So, wait. So, how did the idea, like, come about? Like, how did you, like, what What made you think, like, man, there's got to be these Santas, like, <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I just, uh, I find people really interesting, you know, it's like,
1: it's like, you ever see that movie Slacker? Yeah. You know, no. like, I love how, like, uh, Richard Linklater was like, you know, you, you build, like, an idea of, like, this conversation and an interesting character, and then most movies follow that character, you know, and he just picked the least... In there. Like it was always like, here's your main character. You're gonna follow this guy. But it's like, no. Let's talk. Let's follow the guy that leaves. You know. Yeah. Like, I always thought these people who are like sort of in our lives. Like, what what do they do when they leave you? You know. And yeah. Me and my wife were walking around the different mall, uh,
0: <laughs>
1: and <laughs> nice. uh, we we saw the Santa Claus. I was like, what what family does that guy go home to? You know? And like, yeah. it just was one of those ideas you, I had for a year, and like did a little bit of research here and there. You know? And then we just kind of pulled the trigger
0: after talking to Morgan. Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because I mean that's a cool thing, and and so where can I where can you watch that on iTunes? Right now it's on Amazon Prime, uh, okay. but yeah, but it's iTunes DVD, all that sort of stuff, okay. Blu-ray. Okay. And it's, yeah, sweet. <laughs> Get a Blu-ray and uh, Amazon Prime. It was yeah. on Netflix for a long yeah, time. Yeah, we did a went... three-year license with them. Okay. And it's it's up now. So. Yeah, I remember seeing the icon come up all the time on Netflix and being yeah. like, "Damn, yeah. Tommy made it." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, you had, you've had some awesome success, and and uh, and and that that movie was really cool. I mean, Thank you. Because I checked it out like as soon as I saw it, I was like, "I know this dude, so I want to yeah. watch it." And then I and then i watched and was like man it was really cool how you kind of did that story and it was fascinating and sad and happy and all like emotions on it because you're kind of like oh what's happening man this is pretty dark like some of it yeah you know when you think past like what is the psychology that's going on here yeah with like someone who just wants to be santa claus all the time that's a little bit like whoa you know Yeah, i mean it you take even the santa claus out of it it's what
1: what do people do to find a community? What do people do to yeah. find an identity? You yeah. Know? And if that de- identity happens to be Santa Claus, like, it's like there's. There's the the group, the amalgamated order of real bearded Santa's and the fraternal order of real bearded Santa's. Yeah. It's just this, is this interesting, crazy stuff.
0: <laughs> I know, that's yeah. wild.
1: We follow Santa Claus that was a swinger at Ron Jeremy's Club Sesso in Portland, Oregon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Santa Claus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh Santa Claus.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so okay, so and then you so you you do you worked on that? and and like what is the process of it like like how long does that usually take to to make that documentary yeah that one took us three years because i was okay. still
1: working like uh with the radio station at the time uh so like i would you know work a normal job and then come home and edit and all that stuff okay uh, and we knew we had to follow them for at least a year like a whole whole calendar year like after christmas to christmas you know yeah So there was always, like, the work had to be at least a year, and that moved to a year and a half, and then it was about a year and a half of editing and preparing for the release. So it took about three years, but now we've been knocking them out, like, two years, and this this new one we're doing is,
0: I think, going to take a year, so I don't know. Yeah, nice and uh and then so after after you did uh I am Santa Claus like you f- you feel like you found like your niche like where you said like yeah. like the the doing the scripted stuff was like uh, I don't know
1: yeah I, I'd eventually love to get back into scripted stuff but I feel like you know I just I ha- like you know, this new movie we, we did uh, the Bill Murray stories uh, yeah. life lessons learned from a mythical man yeah uh, there's a little bit of scripted stuff in it and like we worked with some of my friends and some local actors and stuff and they they're great you know it was just like it's just it's it's something i have to work harder at you know because i i, I think my skill set is following people and creating a story out of that like i love truth you know like and yeah. just like finding that i don't want to say reality in like reality tv but like you know there is something to be said about following someone and being able to create a story out of it like uh, can we get awkward for a moment yeah let's do it so like <laughs> like i was I still am huge fans of all you guys, like the CKY stuff, like and yeah. like, and I base a lot of what I do off those things. You know, that's why it was like so important to like know you and meet you and like, done. And you know, I worked with April for a bit, like, cause the way those videos were, like they they were just you guys living your lives, but put together in a way with like this great music and great fast paced editing and all that sort of stuff, where it's like they made you, feel, like you. I felt like I was friends with you without even meeting you. Yeah. You know, like I knew who Rake Young was. I knew who Art Web 19, whatever, you know, like I, yeah, yeah. I knew all these people only because the way it was presented, you know, and like everyone's laughing. Everyone's having a good time, you know, yeah. and I feel like that was a really sense of like editing that I like to absorb, you know, like so when I am Santa Claus does not look like CKY or anything like that, but it takes, you know, stuff we shot in real life. Put it together in that sort of way, you know. It's like those, like kind of like skate video stuff, where yeah. it's just like you're just showing that's a that's a documentary on what skateboarders' lives are, you know. Right. So it was just really interesting. Like I took that sort of idea of like, okay, well, let's edit in a way where we all know these people, show like real human moments, you know. Like yeah. I'm not talking about like running around crafting yourselves. You know? That's <laughs> a like, real human moment. But right, <laughs> but when you guys like, I think it was went to Ireland, maybe. Uh, or Iceland, yeah. Iceland, you know, like that stuff was like done so well, where it's like you just took like a like a family vacation and it made it like interesting and like yeah. you just felt like you were a- along the ride. So it's just, that's kind of like the way we used to do that stuff or at least try to. Yeah. Did you forget to push record?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, headphones are dying. Oh. Um, so. Yeah, did that no, get awkward. Was, did that was a weird. What's that? Was it weird? or awkward. No, now it was because the headphones died. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, um, no, no, I I know what you mean. Like, and I and I always kind of think that's why CKY, Jackass, People, Bam, like why that stuff worked was because, like, you everybody. Was doing the similar stuff that we were, yeah. You know, like, um, cause I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, like, yeah, we were doing that before you. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm sure you were. Like, my dad was literally pushing himself around <laughs> in shopping carts with his friends when, like, thirty, four, four, like, you know, forty years before yeah. that. So, like, I get it, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure that was happening, but that's why I think people related because, like you said. You just felt like you were one of the friends that was involved yeah. with what it was. And yeah. it was so close to home because everybody's group of friends were doing that stuff. Yeah. Eventually we just started taking it to another level that most people were not going to right. that level, but a lot of people like, you know, would be like, dude, Steve's sleeping over there, fart on his face. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, and, and like that feeling i think it, everyone could relate to it so it, it's uh, it's interesting that you you know you kind of picked up on that concept and then said like you know it, it kind of helped you go hey this is how i want to present things yeah with the documentaries like i'm good at like i'm
1: good at a montage you know and it's because it's like i mean i think cky 2k was you guys sweet spot you know yeah. like i mean cky 3 was like shorter and you guys had to film in it and all that stuff but like i mean cky 2k had that like is a little bit longer well, I think the first was the longest, but it was the sweet spot in that you were able to see you guys, like, traveling and doing things that weren't all just stunts. You know? Yeah. Like, stunts are one thing, but it was just the editing in a way where it was like, hey, we're hanging out with these guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, like, you know, what we try to do. Like, there's this, like, for our Spill Murray movie, like, there's these moments right before we start shooting – where it's like you just see people kind of just being themselves without knowing they're on camera. Yeah. And, like, people, like, like kind of, like, draw to that. Like, we're like, oh, that's, like – because just whenever, people want to see people, like, being a human,
0: yeah. you know, and not performing. Yeah, right. Know? And, and there's this, you can tell for the most part, you know? Right, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and, and, I mean, I think, yeah, like, CKY, you mean, like, the regular parts where, like, you know, Brandon's smearing shit on Ryan's day. you know, yeah, like, yeah. I think it was just, like – you saw the
1: the waterfall, you know, and like you guys is like in the plane and like in the, yeah. the water, just, just like, hanging. and then the yeah. music. I think it was uh, uh, Bjork, Bjork, maybe, Bjork. Yeah, yeah. Like mm. th- that's for some reason, like why is why do why do I remember that? You know, like of all the
0: CKY, CKY two K, three, four. You know, yeah. it's like that's the one that I always for some reason drew to. Yeah, and I think well, that one is the one that definitely put us on the map. You yeah, CKY two K was the one that everyone noticed, and CKY three, I'll say, is. Kind of like the extra stuff from Jackass that wasn't able to be yeah. aired. You yeah. know, like where I took the x Lacs and that <laughs> stuff, like... You weren't allowed to show spreadable butt cheeks on MTV, <laughs> and I remember seeing that that like that actual written out thing like no spreadable butt cheeks. I was like, that's so funny. Mm, that's a, yeah, that's a ridiculous thing to say, but that was <laughs> someone part of
1: it. had to write that type down. that
0: up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get those spreadable butt cheeks off the air. <laughs> yeah, like I I, uh, I I just I think that was funny, and so so a lot of those, those clips were. Yeah. Um, you know put onto the CKY3, and also like we that was around the time we were making Haggard, yeah. Um, the, the indie film, yeah. And so it was like Franz had this film camera, and there was there's extra clips from Jackass that couldn't go on there, and then there's the, there's like farting around with film, and and so it was like almost the evolution of mm-hmm. stuff that was happening, and that and that was so yeah, so that was a little different than the CKY2K where. I, th- I think i mean there may have been little like super 16 stuff on right. cky2k but like it was largely the vx 2000 like the skateboard yeah. cam, god i you know
1: you know i have that tattooed up that vx 2000 on my oh head. yeah there it That's is my favorite <laughs> camera like we used to use that because like my like it's different but like my buddies used to rollerblade you know so yeah. like they would just we would, like i wouldn't film too much with them but i would help them edit you know yeah. uh and you're like, I didn't want to be caught around them. <laughs> no, percent. no, no. I just, I just, I
0: I, I'm not an athletic person. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so I just didn't do it. But like, I, you know, I appreciated what that was. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Cause it was funny. Like being a skateboarder growing up, like it was like, no, no, no wrong plates. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just so funny. You
1: even look at it now, it's like BMX and skateboarding are still things. It's like. I don't you don't see many
0: like nah. professional like rollerblades anymore you know? <laughs> yeah
1: I think but they was, I think they took
0: everybody's rollerblades back and they're like that's enough you've had but enough. it
1: was a good you know senate was like a thing uh, you know like yeah. uh, my 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 buddy timmy who's in some of our movies he was in all these like denial videos which is a um, uh, philadelphia rollerblading company yeah. and there's this one shot where like he went to go high five someone who just landed a trick or whatnot, and you see the dude like not see the handshake and just keep going, and I, and I made this edit where I just took it and I just like I just played it over and over and like the fact that the
0: company's called denial it was like he d- got denied. With yeah, the, yeah, oh, yeah, it was, yeah. It was great. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. That's funny. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. So well, no, and 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 that stuff was always like a good memory for me is like all the CKY days, and then you know, and then that led into Jackass, and then into Viva La Bam, and. Um, and things became more produced as, yeah. as time went with that stuff. but the, but the rawness of CKY was what was oh, so yeah. fun. Even uh, the first couple seasons of Eve La Bam, like when you guys were like into it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you could notice oh, yeah. yeah that yeah. Uh, like as time went, it, it started to get to a, a place where like, You know powers that be would would kind of control what was happening and and then you know you'd sit around all day long waiting to film for 15 minutes and be like "Uh," and then you're supposed to get all psyched and you're like this is not the way we do it yeah you know and and the the way we had done it um and it's funny you say the first couple seasons because the first couple seasons they were trying to figure out what we were, yeah. Like, I remember they showed up, and like somebody's like sledding down the front steps out the door, and then somebody's doing a backflip off the off the banister, like into the, like a couch, and then like you're just like kicking holes in the other another person's kicking holes in the wall, and they're like, "What the fuck is going <laughs> on here?" And they're like, "No, film that! No, film that! Film yeah. that! Oh, no, fu- uh, shit! Um, I think we need to get cameras in the house, like uh, at every moment, like 24 hours a day, rolling, you know? And like, because they couldn't figure out like. And we're like no we're just crazy but like our buddy roger and g and franz they know how this goes so they'll just they know how to do it yeah you know and uh and so they would film a lot but then there was all the other guys and eventually it became this really tight crew that like we're super good friends like to this day with with the crew guys and and uh and 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 it was such an awesome you know experience throughout those years but but at first it was it was just chaos and that was more of the way that we really did it you know it was it was like oh yo uh you know ryan's psyched he wants to jump off this roof with the bike or whatever he wants to do this and so we would go do it and then and then it started to become well well, let's try to figure out how to you know do this and in some ways some of that got lost because you uh you know because you're trying to tame the situation yeah and then so then the adrenaline kind of comes down and then you're just sitting around, waiting, and then you're like, oh, I don't know, and then it just is not on the level that it was. And and I, I'm not trying to, like, badmouth sure. people for that, but it was just, I think it was a, it was a process of, you know, um, just, like, trying to figure out, like, it was like a new crew kind of coming together to figure out what it was. And eventually... Um, you know there's a lot a of, lot of things at play like there's a legal team that's like dude right. we're getting ourselves in a lot of trouble you got to tame this you can't do it like that like and so uh, like it had to shift and become a little bit more contrived for that purpose but but the funny part about it is that um prior to viva la bam like with cky jackass like basically the public didn't know what hit them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were just like, "Oh, oh shit," like after the fact they're like figuring out lawsuits yeah. and figuring out all this shit like way after. And then they got smart to that and we're like, "Okay, ahead of the game. Yeah. These are our guys. Let's let's try to get them to kind of fall in line so that we don't get in, in a lot of trouble." And I, and I can't blame you know, of course people not. for for thinking that way. It's just at the time when I was 23 years old, I was like, "Fuck you, fuck you guys! <laughs> like, yeah. you guys are just a bunch of like, you know, like yeah. old people that don't get it." And and uh, like, it was just so annoying at the time but then now looking back obviously i'm like yeah, yeah i get it you don't want to have to spend a hundred thousand dollars because i shit on somebody's dinner plate you know or whatever like happened write that email yeah you yeah. cannot <laughs>
1: crap <as it> <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah. but like i mean that's the thing it's like
1: cky2k it's like you guys i did i'm sure you weren't like oh we have to have this out by june you know, like oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you if yeah. you gave yourself the time to kinda of, like and I use magic in a weird way, but like it's you know, it's it, you're capturing some sort of magic, you know. Anytime you put time into something, you know, like Santa Claus, like, we had a year to explore these people's lives. You know, yeah. and like but like when we when I produced Ghost Heads, it's like, well we knew we had to have this movie out by the time Ghostbusters came out. So you're you're cutting some of that magic, some of that time to explore things out, you know, and I right. can't imagine. Like like yeah, oh, okay, we ha- we have a week to film *Viva La Bam*. Uh, can you guys just do something crazy? You know, it's like yeah yeah.
0: Once you put time like lose time, you're losing some of that magic. Oh, dude, that know? makes it makes complete sense. Yeah, and it, it's crazy because I think there's like a healthy balance of that yeah, of because course. you also need the pressure to get you to go. Yeah, well, *South Park*, right? Like, yeah, yeah. They're like, uh, you know,
1: they give themselves a week to do it, and they they keep killing it. You know, but yeah. they're like if we were, had more time, we would just keep doing things and how much better would be, you know? Like right. Lauren Michael says, like, we're not ready. Like, our show's not ready. It's just, it just happens to be 1130, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, or, yeah. I'm butchering that line, but, like, yeah. that's more or less his school thought.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and I think some of that pressure helps, but like you said, in, in a way, like, if it's like, if it's like a movie or, or a documentary or, yeah. or whatever you want to call it, CKY, or, or even, like, you know, or Santa Claus, like, it's like, that's kind of gonna like tv is a little bit more expendable yeah where that is going to be like held forever so you're like you maybe put a little bit more time into it where the like the episodes of evil abama it's like okay the next one another one's coming next week and so some of them are the best stuff and some of them are like totally forgettable yeah you know what's well, so interesting too like
1: i, I said i told you like i was i did something like a like a small project with april and phil and like so i got to go to the house and it was the weirdest thing for me because it felt like i was walking on a movie set because i was looking i go okay so that's where you guys build a ramp you know that's yeah, where you yeah. did that and it was just super
0: super weird yeah yeah no, it is funny and it's yeah. funny that they still live in that house <laughs> yeah. and then a storyline you guys moved out and all that yeah stuff. <laughs> and now it's back to this like cute little like yeah. april's country home yeah. you know like and, and it's funny because that that's the type of house that we always grew up in like yeah you know um it, over like on concord like where they had the two ramps in the backyard it was like april kept it like nice she loves doing the furniture and and like creative stuff and so there's always like that little like charm of like a mom that's clearly taking care of the house and then in the backyard, there's ramps and all that stuff. But as Viva La Bam went, it was like, oh, make it an ice skating rink, make it a skate yeah. ramp, you know, park or whatever. And then, uh, and then it just became like trashed, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then it was like, luckily, somehow the neighbor got pissed off about having an elephant in their yard. <laughs> so so they yeah. kicked us out of there that damn neighbor the township <laughs> was like yeah we can't but luckily for April yeah. it's like okay cool get out of here let yeah. me have
1: my nice little house back but like i think it was I, i'm not sure if it was like Viva bam season 2 or 3 but it was like the storyline was like like phil and april moved with you guys Oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah april at like, castle bam or whatever you know yeah yeah so like to like later on when i think like, that was to deflect people <laughs> from going over to the house yeah yeah <laughs> well i think then it would have been uh the, the marriage show that they had uh, I forget which one that was called Unholy Union yeah yeah, yeah. like the, you saw the house again on the thing and I go wait a minute like, as, a, <laughs> as a fan you're like this isn't right you know yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. I was like oh we got it back <laughs> 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 yeah it was a, it was a, yeah, it was an escrow for all that time and <laughs> yeah. apparently those people didn't want it yeah but uh yeah no so it is, it is yeah it's funny to kind of reminisce about the evolution of, of that whole that whole thing um but uh, yeah, so so after that, I wanted I feel to like talk. I was interviewing you for a second. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I, no, it's, it's That's what it is. Yeah. I, I don't even know that. It, is it a podcast? Just you just talk to each other. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I, I, hey, I'm not. I'm not sure how the hell to do these things. So I'm just going for it. As long we'll, as we push record. Yeah. Eventually, when we're done with it, I'll figure out how to do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, but no, I wanted to think uh, uh, talk a little bit about like your work with Ryan. Yeah. Um, just because uh, I, I love to kind of just like chat about him, um, and you know, continue to talk about him because uh, he's such a huge part of my life, and uh, and so we, we stuck the, the, yeah. the uh, picture up there. Uh, one a fan did that for me, and uh, and and it's pretty rad. It's like, great. Um, he he kind of like you know, got in touch with me over Twitter and was like, Hey, uh, you know, I've been wanting to do this Ryan Dunn picture, but I didn't know if you would want it. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. I want that. And, uh, and so I got it and, and normally I have it in my office all the time, but I put it out here because I was telling you, we had these pictures up here that didn't have any pictures. It was like the stock photo. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's embarrassing. Let's, uh, (laughs) let's put Ryan up there. And, um, so it, it just like, uh, it's cool to, to chat with other people that, you know, worked with him yeah. as well and then you you became friends with him and and uh and so like it's it's neat to hear other perspectives and and, and like the stuff that you did
1: yeah i mean like so so i worked with uh roy and joe from k-fat productions they yeah. worked on viva La bam i believe yeah yeah mm-hmm. so they they had a scripted idea um uh living will and ryan was going to be in it and i oh, he was in it, and I believe he was a producer as well. Yeah. And I just came on as an associate producer to help, like, with the press. Like, because, like, I worked for CBS at the time in Philly, so I was able to, like, help connect a lot of, like, press stuff. I was, like, getting on radio, getting on TV, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think I, I helped him get a couple extras or actors in the movie as well. Like, this, I really bare minimum helped on the movie. Yeah. But, but like, I quit was, bothering me, all right? I <laughs> no, got no, stuff that yeah, I know. No, it was just like you know. I just I you work <laughs> I on independent movies, and there's a lot yeah, of associate
0: yeah. producers that are like,
1: ah, I produced that. It's like I'm not taking everyone's credit. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah.
0: Like, Let's so, be real. These yeah. guys did a lot of work. I I helped kind of nudge a couple things. Exactly. Yeah, and that's I, very I, humble and, and <laughs> honest of you, and that's yeah. Cool. I just yes, most people are like, there's my movie. You yeah, saw my name in the credits. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, we did. We like, saw what? we saw associate in front of it as well. Yeah, it's I, I've seen a lot of people just like yeah, especially in the scripted stuff. You know, they're yeah. like
1: oh, it's my movie. <laughs> did you notice I'm wearing a suit? You know? It's yeah, like,
0: yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this uh, premiere is not about you, man. You you're basically a glorified PA.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I'll, not taking anything and, away and PAs, from associate producers. And PAs you you know?
0: do amazing yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it was just I just felt there was a lot more people on that project that did a lot more work than I did. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so. But the thing about it is like, you know, especially at that time, I, I, I can't I can't even remember what year it would have been. Probably like, I, I don't even really know, 2010. Yeah. Nine or, yeah. To the uh, um, I just wanted to, I just wanted to meet Ryan. You know, like I was yeah. just like I was like because yeah, like I said before, all that stuff, it's like you feel like you're friends with these people. So it was like, I don't know. I, I met like famous people before you know yeah. but like when i met ryan like i got nervous like i was like i don't know, like legit like would shake you know <laughs> because it was just like yeah. i would just watch these videos all the time and go well this is if i could be friends with these guys then i feel like i could do something you know because yeah. it's like it was weird
0: i don't know why but like that was my mindset you yeah know? um so well got, it's funny because i had a I, my feeling with with uh, like starstruck stuff was um actually with the singer of Clutch. Okay. Neil Fallon. Yeah. Um, like, I had met, like, Ben Stiller and Sean Penn and, like, yeah. all these people that were, like, big, famous, huge people. And uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Hey, what's up, man? And then I met Neil Fallon. I was like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Hey, hey, Yeah. Like, and I was all weird. I was like, what happened to me? Like, but it's because Clutch, like, was a band that I listened to, like, in middle school and all through high school and stuff and was like – damn like these guys like they were something to me Mm -hmm. and so when i met him i was all nervous like hi (laughs) you know like and and like i wasn't nervous about anything at that point in life like i you know kind of just was a maniac and didn't give a shit and and but he was the one like that so i could understand why like ryan was probably like yeah you're like dude i watch this stuff i love this stuff and it was everything
1: i wanted to do you know like and ryan uh and, you know, the guys from CKY and stuff like that, yourself included. But, like, yeah. uh, But even, like, Kevin Smith, it was, like, that was the thing. It was, like, Kevin Smith was doing the movies, and, like, you guys were doing this, like, sort of, like, real stuff. So, anyway, when I met Ryan, I got him on, like, a couple of WIP shows. Like, all this, like, yeah. Uh, you know, radio and TV things. And then, but we were waiting for some. It was pressing the C we were waiting for, I think. Yeah. Uh, and we went to the bar beforehand, you know? And, like, <laughs> everyone, like, sort of, like, sectioned off. And, like, I had this, like... 30 minute conversation with Ryan and it was like this is something that like I'll always cherish like it was yeah. like um, I later got to produce with him like I I'd produce him and like kind of see him in a scene and give him like you know hey try this or all that stuff you know and help set it up but it was just like that little 30 minutes at a bar like just talking to him like about like life you know and he yeah. was just like you know just talking about relationships and talking about vacationing you know he's like you know he's like my life's crazy enough I just like to vacation and stay at home it was just like it's just weird stuff you yeah. know. Uh, normal conversations that it was just like, I just valued, you know? Yeah. And at the premiere, like, I introduced him to my wife, still shaking, you know? <laughs> and it was just like, yeah. it was crazy. And, like, I wish I knew he was more of a texter. Because, like, like I remember, like, trying to call him once. And it was like, it was it was never picking up. But, like, every few times that I would text, he would get right back. I was like, I wish I would have developed that more. Because, like, because. I talked to his manager, Cameron, a lot because I was trying – at the time, and I got this for you too, uh, I was taking pictures of people eating. Yeah. Uh, and I went to Westchester and brought these chicken wings to Westchester because, like, I don't know why. I didn't just get chicken wings at the bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, I took pictures of him eating and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, like, my one note was, can you not ham it up as much? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he would do those things. He I mean, he's a super yeah. nice guy with that stuff. But, like, so he produced with living will. Uh, got him in the booted. Took pictures of him
0: eating, and it was that, you know. Yeah, wow. that's awesome. Yeah, no, and it's fun, and like, um, yeah, I was I was kind of going back and watching some things of him the other day, and and uh, and and it's just funny, and yeah, and I miss him, and I was talking to Cameron, you know, yeah. yesterday about it, but. Um, He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cameron is. Uh, it was like Ryan's closest friend, and uh, and and he's uh, he's just he's an awesome dude. And so we we're we'll, we're just gonna get in touch and kind of chat about him, cause cause you know at, at times it's like it's it's crazy, cause Ryan was like a brother to me, in a lot of ways, because we went through the Jackass stuff together. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we can't we were, we went from being these small town kids to being on tv and going through all that and like and rye was just kind of right there for me and we have so many funny you know things that like like you said like you'll cherish that like i have a bunch of things that have nothing to do with being on camera have nothing to do with with any of that those times that that mean the most to me you know um just even traveling together and just being delirious and, and thinking some of the stupidest shit is hilarious and and, like, just, you know, belly laughing and, and that stuff. So it, it's rad. Yeah, I, I can't
1: exactly remember everything he said to me that day, but, like, I can remember the feeling, you know? Yeah. And, like, and that, I think that's the most important part. It was just, like, he just gave you this, like, just, like, real moment, like an honest feeling, and you're just, like, you're just sharing connection, you know? Yeah. And that's what everything's about, you know? It's, like, yeah. like uh, I, I watched, I guess, the MTV thing about yeah. it, like, as tribute. And it was, like, I didn't know, like, all the, like, the, I guess, like, he was hurt in the CKY2 and wasn't, like, doing what, like, I heard he was sick for a bit. But then, like, CKY3 was, like, it was, like, almost, like, I'm I'm sorry, Jackass. Jackass, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he got the
0: blood clot after the second one.
1: But, like, it was just, they were just saying, like, around that time, he had this, like, sort of just very, like, just, like, good feeling of, like. Like, yeah. at peace, you know? Yeah. Like, and you could tell it's like it was just a dude who figured it out kind of, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, I think, like, after the second one, because I didn't do the second or third one, and uh, and I remember he would, like, he reached out to me, and Bam and I had gone through um, just kind of a falling out. Sure. And, uh, and and Ryan reached out, and he was like, hey, this is the only time I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm, I was like, I don't want to be involved in this sewing circle, but Bam said you should come do the second movie, whatever. And I was like, uh... I like, I don't want to do it dude I'm good you know and uh, and he's like all right man and then like we just kept kind of texting back and it was more like he was like dude you know all I want is for you to be happy and if you're happy like do what you got to do yeah. and uh, and that was what was like that those kind of moments are, are, are what was awesome about him. Um, but I always would say like you know when people die, you're like such a great guy like and i'm like dude ryan was an asshole he was a total <laughs> dick and that's why i loved him because yeah. he was honest as shit and it, when it really came down to it and it was one-on-one he was like a genuine really sweet person uh but also he would bust your balls and give you shit and then and make you think about things and and that was what was really cool but uh, but through that time when i decided i didn't want to really do that stuff anymore um he, he was like the most supportive in, in the fact of just being like, dude, wh- whatever's going to make you happy because I was just going through stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. it was like it was hard to to figure out where to go next and what to do next. And uh, and like I, I wasn't getting paid money to change my life. So it wasn't really worth it to mm-hmm. me. And uh, and I was just trying to sort out like, damn, dude, I don't know if I like being out in the public eye. I don't yeah. know if I don't if I like how that feels like I, I liked when I was just some small town kid. You know, mm-hmm. and then I I drifted back to that, and and uh, and got out of uh, of of the you know public eye, and and it was rad. Yeah. And and but he was always really cool about that. You know, and not like oh, like you know, Rip not you're doing so. He was like, and he just got real, like, all right, dude, like if that's what if that's what makes you happy, then cool, because <laughs> cause that's really all that matters. There's
1: certain people you could tell when they're just
0: very confident,
1: like you know, yeah. like he. I mean. <laughs> I, from what the stories I hear, it's like dude never like didn't like to shower, you know, like just yeah, like yeah, you know? yeah. So it wasn't like he was just like you know, like beautiful person or like that. He's yeah, just yeah. like a kind of a dirty guy, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like he, you look at him and he just looked very like confident in existing. Yeah, does that
0: make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, like because I did the, the Bill Murray thing and not trying to talk about it myself, but like you, like that, Bill Murray is one of those guys where he's not like a handsome, well put together person, but like you, he walks around and you could tell like he's he's just yeah. very much like confident and comfortable in his own skin and that's what Ryan seemed like you know yeah. like, I didn't know him during those those bad times with like you know uh jackass 2 or anything like that but um, when I did know him it just seemed like he had it figured out
0: yeah yeah no he did and and, and just super funny because it was like you know you'd be on the road and he and he'd be like people would be like oh let's go out to this club he's like fuck that. I'm not going to a club. Yeah. I'm going to find me the dingiest bar you could find that's playing rock music. That's where I'm hanging out. And you're like, yeah, I like the fact that he just knows who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't like, because when you're touring and doing all this, there's a lot of people around and everybody's influencing. Let's go out. Let's get girls. Let's do this. And Ryan's like, I've got Angie at home. I want to listen to some like death metal and, and have a beer, Yeah, you know, like, and, and everyone else is like trying to, dance to some stupid song and whatever they, don't know and who they
1: are you know like they're yeah. just trying to figure out who that is you know yeah. and,
0: like following the crowd you know, yeah. as to what it is but um we were doing miss december uh
1: in new jersey and we had gilbert godfrey in our scene right yeah and i don't know how but like cameron found out uh that we're doing that and he's like oh we, we can get ryan in there because like they're all big fans of gilbert so like yeah so <laughs> Uh, Ryan came to New Jersey and we weren't, we, we didn't bring Gilbert in yet. It was taking us forever to get back from New York to yeah. pick him up. And, uh, cause you know, we have no money for our car service, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just drove
0: New York yeah. Drove back. yeah like somebody uh, took their Pinto. Up yeah. 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 yeah, Get in Gilbert.
1: But Ryan found some local bar some dive bar and a couple of my friends were there they're like do you know Ryan Dunn's here farting really really loud <laughs> <And he laughs> like, just clear the place out um, farting really and, like, really and he just like eh, I'm tired I'm just gonna go home Like, and it was like he didn't even do the scene didn't meet Gilbert Godfrey he Yeah. came all the way to New Jersey You know, farted up some local bar and just <laughs> bailed <laughs> Farted up some bugger. That's hilarious. Yeah.
0: yeah, dude, that's funny, man. Um, yeah, no, I feel like we could we could go on all day talking about Rye because he's awesome and, yeah. and uh, left quite a quite a memory in, in everybody's mind. But um, but let's talk more about you <laughs> okay. for that's real. I'm, I'm and, time for this. Time. Uh, I didn't know what we could talk about in terms of your newest one, mm-hmm. but uh, but I would love to hear more about Ghost Heads because you kind of you told me a little bit about it, but you you kind of came in. At the eleventh hour, with that yeah. one or something, right? So, so yeah,
1: so I can kind of talk about both in this way. Um, so after Santa Claus, you know, um, it was the first like so. Every time we've done one of these scripted movies, like, we're, we're like got excited about the next one. Never really like paid attention to the promotion of the other ones, and I feel like that's why we didn't do the best with the sales and all yeah. that stuff. Because it's like you're already excited about this other project. You're already working on this other project. So you don't pay attention to like selling the prior one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: Um, which is the most
0: important part. But yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) So I was like, hell bent on like, look, I'm not even beginning anything until like the promotion of Santa Claus was done. You know, um, smart yeah yeah I don't
0: know if it worked <laughs> yeah it totally did though because I feel like it was I mean you never know the numbers of Netflix or whatever sure, they don't yeah. tell you but it feels like dude that thing was up there people yeah were, Mick was on the Daily
1: Show you know yeah yeah um, it was funny he, Mick mentioned my name to Jon Stewart on the Daily Show and uh, and John Stewart's like don't make up names <laughs> <laughs> so I was like oh, that's good he's like, that's Mick's funny. like no he's in the back room <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Uh, don't make up names but yeah so I, I thought like I was hearing a lot of these Bill Murray stories. My friend Brian was like, "This was on Ghostheads or something." Uh, this is like right after Santa. You oh, know? Oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, "Oh, I, I really love these idea of these Bill Murray stories. I, I bet there's an interesting way to do it. Like, what if, what if you treat it like a Bigfoot documentary? You know, obviously Bill Murray's alive and real, so yeah. he's not Bigfoot. So it's the stories that are Bigfoot. Like it was to us, it's always the approach. You know, like and that's uh,
0: that's awesome. that's, yeah. that's, that's a really like, creative like way to San- look at it.
1: Santa Claus. It was like we're not making a movie about Christmas. You know, we're making about the. A movie about the people who portray Santa. Like, who are these people? Yeah, And then you find out what Christmas means to them by yeah. knowing who these people are. Um, yeah, you know, Much like, you know, you're not watching CKY for the skateboarding. You're watching it because, you know, these people, and then they happen to be whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, with us, so we're like, okay, well, it's Bigfoot, right? So let's just do that. Let's think of these sorts of things. So uh, I interviewed the karaoke story where Bill Murray sang karaoke in New York, I interviewed the people who did the kickball story uh in new york like all these like new york things uh i saw on the new shelf but the the author of big bad book of bill murray we interviewed yeah. him uh, just like a lot of local people you know and one of we're like oh let's let's reach out to ghostbusters i i knew when promoting santa at comic-con uh new york that there was ghostbuster fans you know i was like oh let me interview them that, that would be an interesting approach these people obviously love. Bill, they're yeah. fans. They bought this two thousand dollar proton pack, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, And so I then I like doing a little bit of research. Uh, I saw that there was uh, New Jersey Ghostbusters in my town were like doing some event, and I saw that there was this documentary being made in Canada called ghost heads It was like, oh, these we're doing these the fans, you know. Yeah. So I reached out to them. I was like, hey, look, you know, <clears throat> uh, why don't we? Like trade footage. Like I was like, you'll probably get to Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman before I will. Uh, I'll talk to these people in New York and Philly and Jersey, these Ghostbuster fans. I'll ask your questions, you ask my questions, and we'll swap footage, right? Yeah. So and I met this one Ghostbuster from New Jersey, Tom Gebhardt, uh, who will remind me a lot of our Santa from Detroit. You know, he uses it, it just you could tell like what movie but Ghostb- like how Ghostbusters was kind of his like crutch to life you know and i mean in a yeah. positive way yeah uh but it was like his everything yeah know? yeah um, that was his, like his hobby that kind of helped him escape from, from yeah every day yeah bullshit. exactly yeah. uh so I, was, I could see it in his eyes i was like so so i reached out to brendan the producer uh the director and i was like look i was like i think you should follow this guy tom and i think i could help if you're cool i'd love to produce and like i could help you edit and all this stuff he's like yeah sure so like we kind of like divoted like changed paths okay you know and Uh, did a kickstarter and uh um um, kickstarter and what was the other one indiegogo for that one and uh and then a couple people put some money inside in it like that were like just fans of ghostbusters and stuff and we movie finished we played tribeca and those people who put a little bit money in were like because they made their money back with the netflix deal like pretty fast they're like what's for Ghostheads? yeah yeah and they're like well what's next and i was like oh it's I got this because we made a sizzle with all that stuff we shot already yeah awesome. I was like oh here's this Bill Murray thing you know so they like this is great and they fully funded that uh and then you know we took us about like we started actually really filming it because we, we started 2015 made Ghost Heads like we did that sidetrack made yeah. Ghost came back at the end of 2016 filmed uh Bill Murray and then released it well not released it, but like uh, premiered it at South by Southwest in 2018 yeah. So it was like this weird like weird pro- project where it was like you. I wanted to make Bill Murray first this Ghost Heads thing like, kind of appeared like we followed that path and that led us to the really the only way to make Bill Murray with like a proper budget because yeah. like you know Santa Claus it was just like we did a couple Kickstarters and it was like friends and family you know same thing with Ghost Heads it was like friends and family and like Kickstarter and Bill Murray was like a proper like okay well we don't have to beg for money these one group of
0: people are going to like Give it to us, you know? Wow, that's yeah, that's so cool. And and like I kind of just got my wheels turning in terms of like if you are a filmmaker, there is never a direct path no. and it's never the same and it always evolves and like staying open to what may be your source to getting there. And that's that's what I admire in you and I watch you do it like through making your stuff, like it's just kinda like, man, you, you're like adamant about like, no, we gotta go down there, we gotta get this, we gotta do that and it's like is this even gonna pan out yeah it's like even if it doesn't something it it always leads to something else and like I think I, I learned that in, in camera stuff too, was like someone would be like, Hey, do you wanna come, you know, shoot this thing? Like, there's no pay, but just come over and shoot this. And I'm like, uh, no pay? Okay. So I go over and shoot it, and then you meet somebody there that's like, yeah. Hey, we're doing this other movie and there's like this crazy you get it's a huge rate and it's all this stuff and you're like, Oh, okay, good thing I came here yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and uh and that's the same I think that mindset of like, just go and see, like we went down to South Carolina yeah. and, and and like just to see what would happen and and it like turned out to be a good thing yeah. like I don't even think you really knew that maybe you did but like you really knew that when we were down there shooting like for the Bill Murray thing, yeah. it was like that that would end up being a big part of what it was it was kind of like I don't even know what we got yeah I mean <laughs> we, we had ideas but like I mean someone told me when
1: I first like when I first started making the change from like producing scripted stuff to uh directing documentaries like i i i reached out to all the documentary filmmakers that i liked you know and the great thing is like they weren't big uh scripted directors so they had like the time to like they were like documentary guys are just different you know yeah like you know you're not i'm not reaching out to like i don't even know who's a big director now in scripted stuff uh someone who made ridley scott (laughs) yeah 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 uh but like uh i went i reached out to like uh seth oh man um Seth Gordon from King Kong, yeah. Uh, Dan Lindsay from Last Cup, who like went on to make Undefeated and won the Academy Award. Yeah. Um, Barry Blastein to be on the mat. Uh, Matt Ogins, who did uh, uh, confession of a Superhero, which is my favorite documentary, and then even Morgan Spurlock. You know, like there was. So I would, like reached out to these people and just asked them questions, and like they just said like, if you make the movie that you want to make, you didn't listen to your talent, you know, and I and I that's true to some points, you know, like, cause like if, if I listened to my talent in Santa Claus, I would have made a movie about a fictional character from the North pole, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. But like, um, but I, I do believe that where it's like, you just kind of have to like listen to the universe in some sense, like not trying to sound like a hippie or anything like that, but like, yeah. like, you get out of here. You yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but no, but like, if you, if like, I just because something in South Carolina wasn't planned and set up, like you kind of just have to like, throw it out there and see like this could lead to something you know and if it yeah. didn't it's whatever you know like you know nothing's really a failure if you haven't learned something from it you know and yeah and which I mean, even to backtrack like you just like randomly text me and was like hey i'm back in the, the east coast if you're doing anything i was like i'm leaving south carolina in a week you want to come you're yeah like, and it was like, an awesome time yeah know?
0: no yeah it was yeah it was fun um, so and yeah. you were like, "Do you want to do like audio?" I was like, "Cool!" And somehow I ended up on a camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, I'll do the audio." And then I'm just sitting there with the camera, like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is where well, I want to be." thing. It's
1: like, you know, wh- <laughs> why figure things out? You're know, like yeah, yeah. ahead of time. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, I've, I've worked with a couple of different people. They're like, "Well, that's not really my job." It's like, well, then you should get out independent filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, right, right, <laughs> right, Everything's right, your job. Right. You know? I
0: know, and I, I think that's what it is, and that's that's what's fun about it. I think because when I, I moved back to Philly for a year and. All of a sudden, you know, I wasn't a camera guy. I was an everything guy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was like, hey, do you want to come do sound on this Bill Murray thing? It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And then it's like, I'll, I'll sort it out. I'll figure it out. And uh, and then like I'm editing a bunch and doing these all this other stuff. And and uh, and my regular day job is camera, but now it's like, oh, it's actually kind of opened my world up to. You know what? I kind of like that whole process, and and it and it makes you want to go. You know, because the documentary thing I think is, is neat. Like you said, you're accessible, which which was cool to hear that that you could like you could call these guys. Right? I mean, you just call them. Like, I I found make, them from email your, through your yeah.
1: agency or no, yeah. no, I wasn't even a rep at the
0: time. Oh, you know, okay. I um, a lot of them was uh, Facebook. okay you found them on there or on yeah and then just reach out hey what's up and Mm -hmm. and they give you your time and that's really cool because like you said like some of the bigger names and big people that are in like feature films and and that stuff like yeah you're not going to be able to just be like hey i wanted to talk to wes anderson about how he did this one you know like it's like yeah everybody wanted to yeah you know (laughs) but but you can do that with a documentary film and and like you had mentioned that to me like were you ever interested in doing it and i and and as time goes i'm becoming more and more interested i think because um after living a life of debauchery for so long and then kind of going into a corporate setting because i mean really like i work on on bigger like movies or, or tv shows and it's pretty corporate like you know, yeah, we don't have a shirt and tie and we're not sitting in a cubicle trying to sell, like, you know, something to, to somebody, but but we are, like, everything is kind of the way that it goes and mm-hmm. you, you definitely have a bunch of bosses ahead of you and you're you're in that environment of, like, you know, political stuff and, you know, it's like, oh, well, I always wanted to do this. It's like, yeah, buddy, well, you're not going to do that for a long time. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, okay. It, it is, it's kind of limiting and uh, You know not to not the crap on it because it, it yeah. you know it, it pays the bills, but at the same time going out and doing a documentary is like uh, I'll say almost the opposite of limiting. It's like it, it just opens your world up to go. Hey, what are these challenges? What are these things and you have to like be? Ready to learn and open to, so to changing big puzzle pieces.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because even, like, the scenes, you're like, well, well, there's no, like, scripted, like, okay, well, this is the interior bar scene, and we got to do this, (laughs) you know, this person says this person... We need the over, the over, the wide, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, I'm just going to follow this guy as a Santa Claus, and uh, hope something funny happens, or hope something (laughs) happens, you know? Like, um, and even, like, because, like, Santa, like, I shot half of that movie, well, I I was a camera guy as well, you know, Derek Kunzer was our director of photography, but um, I remember one time, our Santa Claus Russell... Uh, dropped a pen, and like cursed when he did it. I was like, "Oh, that's in the cut. That's that's in there." <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, how can I make that a scene? You know, like yeah. it was just so funny. It was a real moment. Like he's like, "Oh crap!" You know, it was just so funny. You yeah. know, but like, you know,
0: and that's the stuff that you could never script. That you could yeah. never try to get it. And it's like, almost like uh, not to jump off on a sidetrack, sure. but it's almost like working with Brandon DiCamillo Like. <laughs> Dude, like you could never write for him. Yeah. Like I, 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 uh, I did a couple shorts with him, and I would like write down some things. I'm like, you know what, whatever. And then I, I would erase it. And I, everybody's like spot has like dialogue. Yeah. And then I give him the script, and he's like, hey, Rabbi, uh, there, there's nothing on my thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna make all that up. <laughs> yeah. And he's like. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, because what would I come up with? Yeah. Nothing, like compared to what you're gonna come up with. And and even though that's scripted, I would allow, like, I, I would much rather him just go off on a tangent mm-hmm. and do whatever and see what you could mold out of that. Yeah. Because it's way better and it's you know that's
1: like and I could see him too. Like I'm not trying to like crap on any sort of acting skills he has or anything like that, but like, yeah, I could see him performing better. By just coming out with the lines, than yeah. If you gave it to him,
0: yeah. You know, it's funny to tie it back to uh, Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a story about him. So I worked with this guy, Kingfish. Um, he was uh, back in Pittsburgh, and he was telling me he was uh, he was an extra in Kingpin. Okay. And uh, and he was the dude that like basically uh, there's this little scene in Kingpin where he's like making out with this girl. And like Woody Harrelson's like rubber hand is there and it's like touching like her boob or something and then they like like they move it. he moves it and then puts like Kingfish's hand on the girl's boob and it's like everything's cool. So anyway, he's there and he's doing the scene with it and he was like and what he witnessed with like Bill Murray and you know obviously this is hearsay, but but what he witnessed with Bill Murray is like that the the Fairley brothers were like, hey, uh, you know, they did a they did a like the first like take, and Bill just went totally off script and just did his own thing, mm-hmm. and they were all like, um, yeah, okay, can we like do what's on the script? And then mm-hmm. what Kingfish told me was that he was like, okay, well, I'm not sure why you have me here. Um, well, how about this? We'll do your script, and then we'll do what I think we should do next and then you see what you like. And then, so they did the script and then they were like, okay, cool. And then they did, the next one was they did his take. Mm -hmm. And then apparently the Fairly Brothers were like, sorry, um, yeah, we're never yeah. going with the script again. We're going to go with what you're doing. Sorry that we – you yeah. know, like, I think they just probably wanted to figure out what was what, but but then they saw, like, this dude has insane talent. It would be ridiculous to try to put him in a box. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like we inter- – Peter, Peter Fairley Fairley's in our movie, you know, the Bill yeah. Murray stories, and, like, we have,
1: like – it will be the special features, but he, has, he tells a story where it's like they're just like – It was just, it made more sense for him just to kind of do what he wanted to do. Like, there's this one great line. Like, they just didn't yell cut. They were just, they would just stop when Bill got up, you know? (laughs) Uh, And there's this one line. They're at a diner, and I think it's early on. And Bill, like, said something to a girl. Like, the, the scene was done. But Bill's like, hey, to a girl. And she goes, hey, he's, no, not you hey
0: yeah yeah, yeah. You know? that, dude, that's like my favorite part
1: right and that's all just he just him goofing around having a good time with the character you know and they were just like i think they were very like in the beginning like ah you know well the script's kind of good you know like yeah but then they it
0: took them a bit and once they realized that they're like okay no we get it now yeah because you know? big Earn is that movie i mean yeah. woody harrelson's hilarious too like they're they're the whole movie is awesome yeah and uh randy quaid and like yeah, you course. know and, and the whole thing But Bill Murray in that movie to me is like I mean, dude, that long piece of hair is like. (laughs) (laughs) But that that, I
1: mean, Randy Quaid knew Bill Murray because Bill Murray directed him in uh, Quick Change. Oh yeah. So, well, the Fairly Brothers like, do you think you can get him? He's like, yeah, I'll I'll call the number. You know, like I was like yeah. This is Call crazy. the one eight hundred. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. That, that's cool. Um, but no, I totally sidetracked on that. But but it was the point of it was kind of that you said like when you're you're making a documentary and like something naturally happens like you can't kind of force that to happen. No, and and that's and what's you feel it. Yeah, of like you're you know saying like you, you follow that. Yeah, and then all of a sudden that becomes what like guides the story. Yeah, I mean like I've spent like movie money on like
1: things that we had to cut like we you know Santa Claus we had this whole big Santa war stuff where we put some decent time and money into it and we just had to cut because it didn't work you know like we explored even with Bill Murray like we went to Phoenix which is an awful area but like we just went to Phoenix to (laughs) film this one story it just just didn't work you know and like you live you learn you know like but like all that stuff it's like there's plenty of things that we didn't think like I was like I'm not sure I I think we should interview this guy we'll see what he we'll see what does but we lined up all these interviews around them
0: and sometimes the ones I'm excited for aren't as good as the ones I'm not excited for. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could never tell, kind of what it is. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. So, and you said you have you have a couple, you have some more stuff in the works. Yeah,
1: yeah. We're, I'm in the middle of directing and editing this movie, uh, Waldo and Weed. Okay. Uh, which is my friend Brian, his son had eye cancer at six months, and oh they started using cannabis oil to counteract the results of the chemo. And like he filmed, he's the kid's four years old, super healthy now. Like it's no spoiler. <laughs> he's uh, good now. Yeah, he's good. He's oh good. Oh my god! I was joking awful. about the spoiler. Maybe I shouldn't
0: have joked about that
1: part. But uh, no,
0: no, it's, yeah, yeah, no, it, it's. Uh he would have said the same thing. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Uh, no, I mean, come on. If you can't – you got to be dark it, right? and joke about <laughs> That's what I mean, we we live in a society now where everything is off limits. Yeah. I was thinking that yesterday. I was like, should I tweet this, that comedy has been postponed until further notice? <laughs> you know, but, uh, but, but, I, uh, but I didn't just because I thought, oh, so it will attack me for that. Yeah. But um, But, yeah, so uh, – because when you first said that, I want to know that. I want to know that that kid's all right, cause Yeah, that makes he, yeah. me sick to my stomach. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's good. But, but, like, he filmed this whole thing on a Flip Cam. It
1: was 2014. Mm-hmm. And it, he didn't do it to make a documentary or anything like that. It was just, like, he just wanted to get through his, his own therapy of it, you know? And yeah. I met him in a completely, like, organic way. It was, like, he was running Pizza Brain in Fishtown, you know? I was like, oh, let's do something on pizza, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh... Oh, uh, in Philly? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, um... And uh, so yeah, so we we kind of connected, and he's like, I'm not sure about pizza, but I have this other thing that I'm trying to explore. I don't know what to do with yet. And we kind of like left and came back to it. And it's the documentary is going to be called Waldo on Weed, uh, and we're put, we're you know putting and Waldo is the kid. Yeah, is Waldo James Mysterious Dwyer is his name. Oh okay. Uh, but yeah, so but he's uh, that's quite a name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's quite a kid, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a little bit more. Uh, serious but like i mean yeah. the family's funny you know so it's like it's gonna be as
0: light-hearted as a movie about child's cancer can be right <laughs> right 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 <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. that's cool yeah i yeah. think you know to shine light on that and so are they are from philly yeah they're from philly but they live in washington State i was gonna now. say because yeah. that, that might have been an issue right yeah, to yeah. try and to and that's so what is the, the what is like the current state of Pennsylvania with? Like, I think it's a little bit marijuana. better from when they moved because like okay.
1: from what I've been told, like, there has been uh, dispensaries that have been popping up. Okay. Um, but they left Philly in 2016. It's now 2018. Yeah. In
0: case you're listening to this podcast in two years. Yeah. Or five years. Um, but uh, so it, it, it's crazy to me that like marijuana has so many good benefits and, yeah, like, and people like have stopped the use of that solely because they can't profit off of it but like yeah. but it's crazy i mean i'm sober you yeah. know i have actually never but, smoked pot a day in my life I yeah just, my, but, to me the documentary I mean, is a father who saved his son yeah but yeah. but more way more than smoking pot i feel like actual the actual like me- medicinal uses of marijuana or the thc or any of the, that like is so much more than just like hey I took a hit off this pipe and got high like yeah. it's more like no this actually can be used as a medicine why is it not being used and 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 it is starting to be more openly used as it but but to to hear like man it has so many like you know with nausea from yeah. from chemo treatments and with like glaucoma seizures and, and, with, and all with, stuff yeah with eye cancer and with seizures and like it's like yeah it's a it's a miracle drug And you guys are just creating these chemical things that people are getting addicted to. I mean, it's, it's sickening if you start going down that path of thinking of like the pharmaceutical company and all uh, companies and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, no, it's just amazing. And I was a big weed head when I was, when I was out there, you know, doing drugs and and drinking and all that. And I I love marijuana. And, um, and so, you know, I had to kind of fake myself into hating it for a minute so I could stop doing it and get away and get Mm -hmm. sober, but um but you know this this far away from it i i do absolutely see the benefits and yeah. i support it and i and i would say legalize it and entirely i i don't want it and it's not and that's why i say it because it's not for my own personal interest right. it's actually because look at the benefits yeah and look what it is and, and it's neat that you're doing a, a because the pill, on thing, that.
1: It's a, it's a pill that they make well this yeah want this particular story it was uh it's called acdc uh i don't no relation to the band yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but like it's 20 to one so it's 20 cbd to one thc so it doesn't get you high at all yeah it's like the guy's like more or less trying to make a, a multivitamin you know yeah so it's this, it's it's interesting where it's like and what it what effects does that have like well like it's like so right now like hemp is oh the cbd is legal you know you can get like charlotte's web and all that sort of stuff and, and this is me just having just a little bit of information currently you know yeah. still in the middle yeah of yeah it. Uh, but, like, the CBD stuff, that's the legal part. But people are afraid of the THC um, because that's, like, the psychoactive component, you know, yeah. uh, all same plant and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, we're filming some interviews with some doctors and lawmakers and um, scientists in the next couple of months to, like, talk about, like, how, like, that, that little bit of THC, like, even though it doesn't like, get you high, like, makes – for some reason, the C- it kind of, like, works with the CBD more than if you just took CBD by itself. Okay, so it activates yeah. the C- CBD. It something, does something, like, yeah. like in a, it does something, but like uh,
0: It does like science.
1: In, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> science happens. We're like, you know, I am in the middle of the thing. I'm not yeah, done yet. Right, right, yeah, right.
0: But, right. but it, no, but it's interesting to see what you learn, and then yeah. that's what's really. Cool. I know nothing.
1: I knew. I mean, I watched *Teaching* Chong movies, yeah, half-baked. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's all I really knew. It's like, oh, so like, right, is this what Dr. Dre's talking it. about? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you find out, like, it's like, oh, like I. It's like, uh,
0: you know, it's like these anti-inflammatories. It's like, oh, you can make your back feel better, you know? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's what's so so neat about documentaries is that, you know, you basically are putting yourself through college yeah. of that, you know, that specific subject. I oddly enough have an associate's degree in Santa Clausology. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. You know, and and, it, and it's neat. It's cool to see that because. Um, Where else would you be able to learn so much about so many different topics so in-depth, yeah. you know? Um, like, I, I, I feel lucky to do that, it, being a camera guy in the TV stuff, because sometimes I would do um, reality TV shows, and some of those shows are just pure garbage, sure. but, but some are actually like you know educational mm-hmm. and and those are neat like when you go on those and you're like man I, i'm learning about this thing that i never thought i right. would ever be learning about this or 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 whatever so uh so that's really cool um you're inspiring me to want to get into the documentary you should world. do it man yeah i mean you gotta have a hell of a
1: story like I, I i you can cut this out if you want but like i still think there should be a tell all of not tell all. that sounds like a E thing, but like I think there's an honest, real he story. He wiped from back to front. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. um, um, you guys growing up, like yeah. you know, it's like these guys that were just friends who had a camera and a passion, and look what happened—positive and, and, and negative.
0: You yeah. know, I think that's a great. Wait, story. was there some negative? Stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh but yeah no absolutely i mean and, and that is a good a great idea for it and uh and, you know we'll have to we'll have to get you involved because yeah it, 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 you heard it here first
1: yeah 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 no um, i mean i uh, just because like i mean i relate so much because of all my friends you know like yeah. we grew up with the same passion the same dreams and we've all like like went into different worlds you know yeah like, i've had friends who've had like been in jail, like in, in drug addictions, uh, and some who like are actively just dis- had found different passions and like still yeah. do things. It's like, and some people are still creative. You know, it's like it's just it's funny how just because your general area, like whether you live here or you go to school together, and whatever connects you guys as friends, and then what then separates you as friends or brings you back as friends. You know, I think you guys are that's a great story of that because it's. It's an, I don't want to say exaggerated, but it's a heightened reality of what most friends go through,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it is cool. And it is like... Uh- and you have all the footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody does. Yeah, well, I mean, but that, it, the footage exists. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah.
1: I have all this footage of my friends growing up, and I want to make a documentary of all of us and our choices and stuff. But at the end of the day, like, who cares? You know? And <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. to, like, it's like in, as an editor or a director, it's like, how can I make them care? Like, I, yeah. I constantly. I think need about you to the, care. Well, it's, it's like, also, it's my pack ratness. You know, it's like yeah. I have all this footage. What can I do with it? <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what's funny is like I'm not. I'm not a pack rat, and when I when you when you mention this, I think about. I'm like dude, I'd have to like track all that down through all these people. And which France has all of it would be worth it. But, um, but yeah, like uh, I, throughout the course of my life have like shed things so much, like, and maybe that was just the natural way I was, but like, it was like, ah, or, or something, you know, like, like, like say you took a bunch of acid and you listened Ah! to Pink Floyd. Okay. Like, then like, uh, once I was done doing all that acid, like then Pink Floyd came on. You're like, oh, get that song out of here. I hate that band. <laughs> you know, but it because it would like remind remind you of oh, like yeah. a time like that. So for, for certain things, I, I would get rid of stuff because mm-hmm. it'd be like, oh god, like you know when I after Jackass, Viva la Bam, and those things, and I kind of went my own way. Like, yeah, um, I I felt like. Uh, I mean I was in a dark place in a bad place and I didn't want to like connect with any of that I was trying to shed that like entirely mm-hmm. and come to realize like you can never really shed that um, Because you're always connected to it like you're always a part of the CKY thing and you're always a part of Jackass and always a part of evil Abam, and and for for better or for worse, you know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like you're married to it and uh and some days, some days you're just like, let me just get rid of all that shit. It's like, it's like when you break up with a girlfriend, you're like, yeah. get rid of all the pictures, get rid
1: of all this. And it's like, yeah, but the memories are still there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but it's like, it's like you know, like because you know, in a deeper sense, nothing means nothing. You know, like right, no, right, right. like we just exist. Nothing really matters. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But it's what we add our personal value and our personal feelings to it, and what we assign to it makes it matter to some sense. You know? Yeah. So it's like. You could, you could have you could very well have had like that CKY stuff or Jackass stuff and make that be your, your crutch where it's like you know the, the thing that like brings you down like this, these dark times like everyone's got tough times some are worse some are better but like you could have let that those dark times ruin you you know but like yeah. the idea of like embracing them and going well look this is a period of my life. Sometimes I could talk about it, but it's made me a stronger person because of it. Yeah, know? yeah. And I think that's what's great. It's like you can – anytime like anything bad happens, you either make it a, something that's going to weigh you down or something that you can go, well, I've overcome this and it makes me stronger. Yeah. It's like you're like um, a suit of armor, you know? Yeah. So I, I just think – I mean you, I think it was good because like you could have just been that guy in Westchester to be like, I was on jacket. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. You're like no, actively like pursuing yourself to be better – at everything you do per day. Yeah,
0: and, and moving forward, um, because you kind of And there's nothing
1: bad to... about being from Jackass,
0: you know? It's just no, no, like, no. You actively
1: want to keep doing things differently. Yeah, yeah. And growing, and, and, yeah, know?
0: exactly. And I and I think, too, like, yeah, it becomes a sad story if you live in those days. Yeah. You know? Um, sure, they're your glory days. Sure, they're those, like, you know, some of the best times of, of my life and whatever, but but then, yeah, if you're just living in that, that becomes real sad. Yeah. Um, and, and it was funny not to bring it make it sad, but but when Rye died, it, it was kind of like uh, that's what it felt like, is this huge part of me died, this huge part of my life died, and um, you can never recapture that. Yeah. You know, it's like we, we would talk about that sometimes, like, man, there was this awesome party in high school, and I've been chasing that party forever, and now I'm in rehab. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Because you're
0: just trying to recreate that over and over because you love that feeling of that, but you can never really recreate that. And, yeah. And, uh, and well, that's so, like
1: truly living in the moment. Like yeah. When
0: you're like, you know, you're like you're just experiencing something as it's
1: happening. You know, and once you try to remember it or feel it again, it's just it's not there. It's yeah, not, it's not the same.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people, hey, you should make another CKY video. And and uh, you know, obviously, Bam would be the guy for that. Um, he was kind of the the ringleader in, in that to begin with. But um, but it would be really weird
1: because CKY it was so would be huge, very
0: forced, you know, and uh, and it wouldn't feel. I right. was my wife calling. You know, um, yeah. So uh, you know, it, it would just feel like you were trying to force another thing. But maybe it's like a documentary or something like that would be would be cool. Because you're not forcing it, and you're not like you're that not... is kind of just taking a look back, peering back into what it all and answering is. questions like w- yeah, choices like.
1: Um... The way I look at everything in, 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 as far as choices and life decisions is this one particular story. You know, uh, me and my buddy Timmy, I was probably 18, 19, just got a car. It was a uh, – we w- and we were just South Jersey, just driving around, and we would uh, hit leaf piles, you know. And we just thought it was so funny. We had a convertible, and we hit the leaf piles, and the leaves would go everywhere. We're like, oh, this is so fun. We're so young. We're leaf yeah, piles. Yeah, yeah. Stand by me, you know. <laughs> Uh, and this one particular day just happened every single time. It was like leaf pile and we'd always hit it for some reason. We're just like, nah, let's keep driving straight. As we're driving through, some kid pops his head out of the leaf pile. Right. And I think of that. (gasps) Oh my God. I think of that all the time because that's, that's choice. That's like, if we did the same thing we did every other time, I would have killed the kid. Would have been in jail. Let's say I got off for some strange reason. The guilt of that would kill me. The parents, would, I would yeah, ruin yeah, these lives. Yeah, yeah, that just ruined the lives of the parent, but everyone around. I mean, not the, of the child, but everyone around that. Like, yeah. it's just like this dark hole, like this weird butterfly effect of this dark, dark world that you avoided because you just went nah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And like that's, I think that's with a lot of stuff. That's the way I look at a lot of my, my friendships and relationships, and or or just like when I say relationships, like with my friends and stuff. You know, like yeah. like why does someone who were who lived three blocks away from me like in live in florida right now because he's on heroin you know like oh like he's like yeah, ad- yeah addicted yeah. to all that stuff you know so it it just it's just crazy decisions and the results of those decisions and like yeah. it's just crazy
0: yeah i know it, yeah it is wild and and uh yeah so it just seems like you know something like that to try to recreate and go oh you know yeah you, might, you're not going to be like Hey,
1: I'm uh, 37 now, and I'm still gonna do S- x and run around. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. you're not doing that. You yeah, know? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I always said that. I'm like, I don't shit on things anymore. I'm not saying I'm totally opposed. <laughs> I'm not saying that it definitely won't happen. But, but, uh, but yeah. No, I mean, I think interests have evolved and things yes. have shifted. So you're like, all right, you know. But, but in a documentary, might be a cool way to kind of take a look back on that, some of that. But, uh, but yeah, like to. To to strap it up and try and go make another CKY five no, would be yeah, like that wouldn't be, the, be weird. Yeah. Yeah. So uh Anyway, so cool, man. Well, it's been been uh, awesome chatting and and uh, and getting to hear about the documentary process. And like I said, you've inspired me to think about wanting to go into Do that it. and doing that. And uh, well,
1: you inspired me at a younger age to start doing some weird editing stuff. Yeah, so, so
0: it's coming full circle. There you go. Yeah. So uh, well, cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on the uh, Bathroom Break podcast. Check us out at. Uh, Uh, on instagram at rab underscore himself and at rab himself videos on youtube and we will uh we'll put this episode up soon great thank you very
1: much